Well, hello, this is Rudy Holland, and welcome to another podcast. And I appreciate your tuning in to PRH Ministries and the podcast. That we uh, try to offer at least uh, twice a week. Our, our goal is always to have uh, the podcast on Tuesday and Thursday of each week. Our podcasts are, are running commentaries or light Bible studies, if you please. Uh, and we have chosen to use on the book of Philippians as our, our choice of um, biblical text for, the, for these first podcasts. I hope you've enjoyed the first few. Uh, I'll be very frank with you. I've struggled the last couple with um, allergies and, and uh, stuttering a little bit through, through some of my, my comments. And I hope you'll please uh, overlook that and enjoy the, the content of, of the things that we have said. As we look at the book of Philippians, Paul is the author, as I mentioned on many occasions, and he's writing from a, 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 a prison position, being under house arrest in Rome, to the believers, the church in Philippi. Now, it's interesting from, to me to note that Paul is writing and with the theme of joy in a time when most of us would have been uh, doing anything but rejoicing because of the adversities that he was facing in his life. I think about, even in my own life, some of the adversities that I've um, gone through over the last 76 years of, of, of life I think about the, the illness of our son and the, the, his death. I think about the, uh, the illness of my wife and, and her death. And, and, and I can go on and on and on. And all of, all of us have those circumstances. I'm not, I'm not setting myself above any others because uh, temptation comes to all of us. And uh, trials come to all of us. And hurts comes to all of us. But one of the great privileges of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is knowing that our, our fullness of joy is not determined by the circumstances or by other people in our lives. In our recent podcast, we've tried to deal somewhat with that, and we've been looking at chapter 2. And in chapter number 2, uh, beginning in verse number 5 and following up, actually throughout the, the end of the chapter with some uh, some parenthetical uh, portions within, within those verses, the Apostle Paul is dealing with the subject of how we can have fullness of joy, how we can rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, the key verse of the, of the, of the book of Philippians, Philippians 4.4. How can we do that in the midst of adverse relationships? Then chapter 1 he dealt with how we deal with uh, having fullness of joy and rejoicing in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, in the midst of adverse circumstances. And one of the things that the Apostle Paul pointed out clearly as he began dealing with this subject and with, with giving of examples of those who have been dealt unfairly at the hands of others and have gone through trying situations and faced trials and tribulations, and yet they maintain their fullness of, of joy, was he made this statement 
that we need to esteem others better than ourselves. That's so important for you and I to lay hold of, is that as we go through this life, we need to understand we don't always please those whom we have relationship with uh, just as we are sometimes not pleased with the way we, we are treated by others. You know, it bothers me sometimes in my life when I think about the people that I've disappointed in life. I think about those that had expectations of me and I did not live up to those expectations. Those, that I, those choices that I made that I, I never meant for them to, but they hurt people. And you know, and you and I need to understand as we desire to be forgiven, we must forgive. As much as we want to be loved by others, we must love others. Even in the midst of, of tribulations and trials and mistreatments and, and all the rest. And in verse number five and, and following through about verse number nine, you know, Apostle Paul gives us the great example the chief example, the supreme example, if you please, that you and I are to follow as far as our relationship with others. That example, of course, is that of the Lord Jesus. And we dealt with that in the last podcast. And we noticed that two things about, about the Lord Jesus. First of all, he was a servant. God, yet he stepped over the banisters of heaven into the womb of a virgin maiden as an infant born, lived 33 years as a man, never, never ceasing to be God and became a servant, a servant, and was willing to die for your sins and mine. The second thing about a, having a proper relationship as exemplified by our Lord is that he was sacrificial. He gave willingly his life on a Roman cross that your sins and my sins might be forgiven. So if we're going to have a right relationship and maintain our fullness of joy in our Christian experience, we must learn to live as servants. We must learn to live sacrificially for the benefit of others. Now when we come to, to the following verses after Paul gives that example through verse number 9, Beginning in verse number 10 is a sort of a parenthetical, an inserted, if you please, uh, series of verses that show the reward even to Jesus for him being the servant, being willing to sacrifice, for him being willing to maintain and have that right relationship with others even when they did not deserve it. And in verse number 10, the Apostle Paul said, actually beginning in verse 9, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and in things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Now, when you look at these verses, these three verses, you note, first of all, 
that the response of God to Jesus being willing to be the servant, being willing to make the sacrifice, in verse number nine, we're told that he is exalted. You know, sometimes you and I have to go down before we can go up. Now that's true in a lot of aspects of life. We must be humbled before we can be honored. And so many of us want the honor. We want the privileges. We want the right relationship. We want to be treated right before we humbly submit ourselves as a servant and sacrifice on the benefit of others. I remember the story that I heard many, many years ago about a young preacher who was preaching his first sermon. He was so proud. He had worked so hard in study and preparation. He had written everything out, had everything right down to the minute, and every illustration, everything. He was so, so proud. And he walked to the pulpit on that morning to deliver his first sermon. His shoulders held back, his head held high, obviously very confident, yes, and very proud to be walking to the pulpit to deliver the message that he had worked so hard to prepare. As he began to preach his message and deliver his message, everything became muddled in his mind. Even though he had the notes, he, he, he found himself losing his place. And before long, he was, he was just totally confused and, and uh, stumbling and stammering. So he closed the service without even closing the sermon and he walked off the platform, dejected, his head hanging low, his step not quite so crisp, his shoulders bent instead of thrown back. A precious godly little lady walked up to him and said, son, if you'd have gone up the way you came down, you could have come down the way you went up. You know, sometimes when you're out in your relationships with people and you, 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 you serve them, you sacrifice for them, and you wonder why, for what benefit, just give it a while. God will exalt you in due time. And here, the Apostle Paul says, and God is going to exalt Jesus because of his willingness to be a servant, his willingness to sacrifice. Then, you know, it's also in verses 10 and 11, going right along with that, Jesus was accused of all manner of things. And yet, in these verses, verses 10 and 11, we note that Jesus is totally and completely exonerated. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but I've had some times in my life when I've had people say things about me and I wanted to go and just straighten them out. <laughs> you know, hey, wait a minute. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'll repay. You let God do the cleaning up. I remember one time uh, a, a local pastor was really making some some untrue statements about my pastor. And I, I mean, he was really uh, giving him what for on the radio of all places and publicly. 
I heard the comments and I was in the presence of my pastor, Dr. Jerry Falwell. And I said, hey, Doc, the next time I see him, I'm going to straighten him out on, on some of those things. He said he knew what he was talking about. I'll never forget what he said. He said, now don't do that. Don't, don't, don't say anything to him. And I said, well, what he's saying is not true. He said to me, he said, listen to me. He said, no matter what you say, always remember, you do not have to defend me before my friends and my enemies aren't going to believe it anyway. There's some great wisdom in that. Some great wisdom in that. Let God do the exonerating. Let God clean the page. Let God set the things right. And here, Jesus, who was falsely accused, nailed to a Roman, Roman cross unjustly, died for your sin and for my sin, and God said, yeah, but he maintained a right relationship even with his enemies, and so therefore I'm going to exalt him. And I'm going to exonerate him. And then last of all, and I've only got a minute, think about this. Not one person was, is excluded from acknowledging Jesus as Lord. You see those words, every knee and every tongue shall bow, shall confess that he is Lord. My, what a great God we serve. What a great example we have. And may God give us the heart, the spirit, to be like Jesus, even to our, our enemies. You remember what Jesus said on the cross, and I closed with this thought. He looked down, and those Roman soldiers that had just nailed those spikes in his hands and his feet, those that wanted to just place that corner, a crown of thorns upon his head, those that had just beaten him with a cat of nine tails, all unjustly. And he looked up to heaven and he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Surely, a supreme example. Surely, an example for us to follow. God bless you today. I've enjoyed these moments we've had together. And next podcast, we'll take right up with... Uh, a couple of other examples, not supreme examples like Jesus, but good examples for us to follow in our relationship with others. God bless you now. Have a good day and goodbye.